Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you're eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. What does it mean to be all-powerful or to have unlimited power? We talk about God, and one way we talk about Him is being omnipotent. Uh, we refer to him as being all-powerful. Where does that come from? What does that mean for our lives today? We're going to take a look at that in today and Thursday's episode. Uh, we're going to be looking at the omnis, if you will, omnipresent, omniscience, and today omnipotent, and discover what these truly mean, any objections uh, that may be brought up towards them. And of course, we're asking the question, what difference does it make in our lives? So let's look first of all, as we think about God being omnipotent, what is the biblical basis for this truth. Remember, we always want to come back to the Bible, not a topic, not a truth that we're trying to fabricate, especially as we don't find the word omnipotent uh, in Scripture. We've talked about there are words we use to define or talk about God or uh, use to, t- uh, to, to really systematically teach truths that Scripture talks about. And we'll use words like Bible to uh, talk about God's Word. The word Bible is not in the Bible. Uh, the Trinity is not in the Bible. That does not mean we cannot accurately talk about God just because a word is not found in the Bible. So we come to one of those words today. Uh, so there is a word that we find in Scripture that teaches God's omnipotence. I'm just going to read you just a couple verses quickly. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 says, And when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared, unto a- appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Then in Exodus chapter number 6, we see Moses uh, experiencing God, and God reveals himself, and he says this, And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. And so here he's revealing himself again to Moses in this same capacity, with the same uh, reference to being Almighty. Then let me give you a New Testament verse. We always like to, if if at all possible, uh, do Old Testament and New Testament. So Second Corinthians chapter six verse eighteen, it says this, and speaking about God, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. So the word Almighty. I mean, you think about that, it means you have all might, right? You're all powerful. Well, it's interesting because it's only used of God in the Bible. The word Almighty means yes, all powerful. It means unlimited in power. So. This is the word that would teach or imply that God is omnipotent. What would be some acts of God that would imply his omnipotence? Can you think of any? What about God creating the world from nothing in Genesis 1-1? You see, you and I have great power. I mean, we have great ability. We see what humans have done with technology, buildings, Uh, the infrastructure system as far as roads, as far as logistics. I mean, you just look at man and you say, wow, man has a lot of power. You think about wars and threat of wars, and you think about nuclear power and electricity and all these things. We understand man does possess a large amount of power, but we understand we do not possess the same power God does. You and I can create or make things from materials that already exist. God creates from nothing. 
That's the power that God has. Another act would be supernatural miracles. When we say a miracle, it's an act of God. It's something that humans cannot do or humans cannot create or fabricate. It's it's God intervening in our natural world, and it's uh, something we can only attribute to God. Why? Because God is omnipotent. He can do supernatural miracles, things that humans cannot do. What about salvation? Think about that. You and I cannot save ourselves. There's nothing we can do to save someone else. And so God in his omnipotence has the ability to offer us eternal life. For the power of God is what? Salvation. That's what Romans 1.16 tells us. What about the resurrection? The fact that God is able to resurrect his son You and I cannot breathe forth life into anything. You and I cannot bring, I mean, we can use CPR, we can use paddles, we can use the the best that uh, man can come up with. But as far as resurrecting someone from the dead, we do not possess that ability. We understand when death comes, we are out of control personally or uh, within the, the ability to do anything for another person. And so the fact, the truth that God has the power to resurrect shows, reveals, implies that he is omnipotent. You see, when we talk about these acts, these are acts that finite humans cannot perform because we're not all powerful. In contrast, God is all powerful. What would be some phrases that would imply God's omnipotence? Let me read you just a few verses. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. So saying what we we cannot do, God can do. So regardless, God possesses a power greater than you and I. Hebrews 1.3 says he upholds all things by the word of his power. Jeremiah 32.17 says, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. So these verses all imply that God is all-powerful, that he has unlimited power. Now, we've talked about how the attributes of God or the characteristics of God are all perfectly intertwined. They're interwoven. What do we mean by that? Well, God's omnipotence follows directly from his infinity. You see, God is infinite. That means he's without any limitation. Therefore, God is what? He's infinite in all of his attributes. God is infinite in his love. God is infinite in his, um, in his uh, knowledge. He's omni, omniscient. Well, since God is infinite and God is powerful, he must be what? Infinitely powerful. That means what? There's no limitations to the power that God possesses. Now, would there, uh, what would be a kind of concise definition to omnip- omnipotence? Well, God is all-powerful. Simple, plainly put, right? But I think we also need to add this in our understanding. He is able to do anything that is consistent with his nature and is possible to do. You say, what exactly are you talking about? Yes, God is all-powerful, but as people began to uh, take the idea that God is all-powerful, what does that mean he can do? Well, are there any limitations to omnipotence? Well, that sounds like a contradiction in terms. How can you have limitations to all-power? Well, there can be some limitations to God's power. What do we mean by that? God cannot do what is contradictory. He cannot make two plus two equal six. He cannot make a square circle or a circle square. These things are just logically impossible to do. I think that makes sense to us. God cannot do what is contrary to his nature. What do you mean? 
Well, God cannot what? He cannot lie. Well, you say God is all powerful, but yeah, God cannot do something that is inconsistent with his nature. You see, everything he does has to be consistent with who he is, with his attributes, with his characteristics. Even though he possesses all power to do anything, there are still certain things that God cannot do. Does that mean he's not omnipotent? Not at all. You see, he cannot do what is contrary to his nature. He cannot lie. He cannot sin. God cannot do what is logically or morally impossible. Does this mean he's not omnipotent? Not at all. So what would be some objections to God's omnipotence? Well, here's one. God is all loving. God desires that all men be saved. However, all people will not be saved. We understand that from Scripture. God desires that all men be saved. But Scripture tells us that not everybody's going to go in through the narrow gate. That there'll be many that will end up in hell. Well, as a result, if God desires all men to be saved and all people will not be saved, therefore God is not all-powerful. If he were all-powerful, he could accomplish all that he desires. So is that true? Does that mean because not all people will be saved that God is not omnipotent? Well, remember, God cannot do what is logically or morally impossible. You see, God cannot save people against their will. Forced freedom is a clear contradiction in terms. You cannot say people have freedom and then force them to do something. I think the the great thing about creation and about humans is God gave us a free will to choose right from wrong, to choose to love him, to choose to follow him. And though God is all-powerful, God cannot force people because that would be a contradiction in terms. God is omnipotent in that he is able to save those that are willing to be saved. I heard someone recently even say this. You see God's power revealed in the fact that he allows, he withholds his hand and allows people to uh, exercise their free will. That shows God's power, not him overriding their free will. And I thought, wow, that's, that's a great perspective on it. What about this objection? The Bible says in Matthew 19, 26, with God, all things are possible. Therefore, he can do absolutely anything, but if he cannot, then he is not omnipotent. So if there's some things that God cannot do, I've heard people say something of this nature. God can create, God can create a rock. God can create a rock so big that he himself cannot even lift it up. But what is this verse saying with God, all things are possible? I think as we look at the context of the passage, we'll clearly understand what this verse is saying. Uh, It says in Matthew 19.25, when his disciples heard it, they were seemingly amazed, saying, who then can be saved? And watch this. This is our verse. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. So what is the context of this verse? You see, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. What is the this? With men, this is impossible to save human beings. Only that is possible with God. So God can do what is impossible for humans, not what is actually impossible. I think we always need to have that clear in our mind because some people... Uh, would like to bring objections, some that are skeptics, some that just maybe don't have a full understanding of who God is, and they begin to uh, struggle uh, as we say, God is this, God is all-knowing, and they bring certain objections. Well, if God is all-knowing, how can he allow this to happen, and so forth. And so we want to work through that. 
But we have to understand, yes, God is all-powerful. He is able to do anything that is consistent with his nature and is possible to do. He can't do things that are logically contradictory. He can't do things that are contrary to his nature. And we understand that. Now, as we come to Thursday's episode, we're going to look at some practical applications. What difference does it make in our lives today that God is omnipotent? Join with us on that episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, we would love for you to share it with a friend or subscribe so that you can stay up to date on the latest studies. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.